Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 at Edmonton Hour number two. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. You know, Brendan, I should know better than to tweet out during the course of the show because then you end up wanting to respond to guys uh, that get back to you on something. Just, just, well, we'll get to it in a second here. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Oilers Now for the fourth consecutive year is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter and the gang. And Digitex, they'll take care of you. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and uh, software. We will get to some texts on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. One of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. You can reach us on our River Creek Resort Casino hotline 780-496-0063. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan Escott. And uh, we are going to get, you know, we're going to have time. Actually, you know what? Why don't we do this? Um, should we open up the phone lines here, Brendan, for half an hour? At 780-496-0063. We will get to a one-on-one conversation that we had with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Coming down the pipe today at 135, uh, MP Michael Lake. He is a former Edmonton Oilers employee, was a hardworking uh, part of their staff and ticketing for a number of years. Jeez, uh, he, I don't even know how long he's been an MP for. It's got to be at least a decade. Uh, Michael has been heavily involved in um, uh, concerns uh, re- regarding autism. And uh, Sunday is the Edmonton Autism uh, Speaks Walk, which is going to take place. So we're going to bring Michael in a bit on that. Don't worry for you guys that are gals out there that aren't fans of the UCP or the PCs or whatever. We're not going to talk about politics. Other than the fact that some people killed a bill uh, and went back on their word, uh, including a couple liberal MPs here at Edmonton um, a a few years ago on something that would have helped uh, support um, children with some challenges and people with some challenges, but I digress. Uh, We'll tell you that guests on the show received gift certificates to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown Northside and Sherwood Park locations. So Mike Lake coming up at 135 doing something a little bit different. Um, They've launched the jerseys. You know, Brendan, I am not... I got to tell you this. There are people out there that it's like... Oh, the jersey! Like, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna do a live on location next week, couple times down at Rogers Place, the opening week of uh, preseason games. I'm not a guy that loses my, you know. I, I will put a qualifier. If it looks like the Vancouver Canucks jerseys from the 1980s, those ridiculous V's that were like black. Yellow, whatever other colors, like those were the ugliest jerseys of all time. Ugliest jerseys ever. 
Some would say the Flames jerseys are ugly. I don't actually, I'll tell you, they're hard to read the numbers on the back of the jerseys because of how, just the combination of how dark that red is with the black. Um, But the Oilers have launched their third jerseys today. Have you seen them? Yeah, yeah, they leaked online a while ago. As I, well, know, so, I know, I know. It's it's like it's like it's it's almost like it's as earth shattering as a blockbuster trade that gets leaked out. There. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's it's cool to see them come up with a new concept once again and yeah. then sort of deviate from the norm. But at the same time, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. You know what? I, I I mean, I work for the club, and I'm like, okay, sure, New Jersey's great. Like, I just, how about the guys playing in the jerseys get better? Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, you know, we can talk all we want about, like, we do everything possible to have a compelling show. And, and here's the beauty of radio. Like, people don't get this sometimes. Wow, I'm out of the team. Yeah, well, guess what? On Sport Talk Radio, uh, in a town like Edmonton, the team still the orders. I, I mean, I'd love to do a one-hour show once a week on the U of A Golden Bears, but guess what? The give-a-blank factor is not there. I mean, they don't even care enough on their own campus to write stories after games anymore because they don't get the hits on their website. The good thing is, at least they let the students in for free now, even though they got to pay a students. But, you know, like, I love the universe. I love Edmonton teams. I really like the Eskimos. You know, work obviously for OEG, care tremendously about the Edmonton Oil Kings, the Bakersfield Condors, the U of A Golden Bears team, specifically football and hockey. Chris Morris, one and one, the hockey team in Saskatchewan this weekend for a preseason tournament. But people want hockey. People that are all over the jersey stuff, I could, I could kind of, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to get all worked up about the jerseys. So what I am going to talk about is who's going to slot second line left wing. And I threw something out there today with Sam Gagne. And people go, what? But think about it. If the Oilers are going to put, even though Neal's a left shot, if they're going to play James Neal on the right side, I'm going to, who are you going to play? Who's going to play second line left wing? So let's assume we're going with McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Cassian. You didn't do this yesterday, did you, on the show? Just I just want to call it. We're not going no, down. we're not going down that same path, but I did tweet out my roster projection, and it's funny you bring this up. Who did you have second line left I wing? I had Negard, but it was out of, a la- or out of necessity. And so Gagne I had as my fourth line right winger, yeah. but then Archibald was out of the lineup. So I, I like where you're going with okay, this. Okay, and, and my point in this is I did not initially, in, like here's the thing with Neil, he has, he's more comfortable on the right side, and he is a volume shooter. So... Given that it looks like James Neal is going to play right wing with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who would you play on second line left wing? Is it out of the realm? If you want experience, is it out of the realm of possibility that Sam Garnier is there? Is that is that okay? Some might say, well, what about Tyler Benson? Well, okay. Some would say, where's Joe Kim Nygaard in this? Thomas Yurko, history. With Ken Holland. So Texas at 6.30, 6.30, because I put the lines out, and I've already got a bunch of response back. What are you guys doing? Every, what are you doing having gone yet? The answer, I don't know. 780-496-0063. If Edmonton's going to keep McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Cassian together, who would you have play with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and James Neal? So let me know. On our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Taylor Hall, at this time, does not qualify as a answer. So, we'll open that up. We'll get some texts as well after 
Brendan, let's get to it. Her conversation with a guy who scored 50 goals last season, one-on-one with Leon Dreisaitl. All right, let's get back at her. And is that kind of the, the it's it's a new year, turn the page from past year, and let's get going here, Leon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, obviously it's frustrating uh, not not being in the playoffs and, you know, not, um, you know, getting or giving the fans or, or, or to ourselves what, what we want and where we want to be. So, um, you know, I think we're all happy to be back and, and it's a fresh start and, um, you know, hopefully we can we can turn it around. Dave has really uh, impressed, at least with the media, that, uh, look, the team's not making the playoffs unless you shave 30, 40 goals off. I mean, you had all that great individual success, scored 50 goals, all those things. But, uh, I mean, it might result in maybe not putting up the same numbers, but I'm going to assume you'd trade that in a second for Ws. <laughs> I not less than a second I would trade that for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, obviously, I said it before, I'm excited or, or I'm happy with, with how I've played last year and what I accomplished. But like you said, um, you know, the most important thing is, is making the playoffs and being a, a successful hockey team. And, um, you know, if I have to give up 20 goals to, to make the playoffs, I'll, I'll be the first guy to do so. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what you did in the offseason, just the, the one I got a comment from somebody that skated with you a couple of weeks ago. They said you looked more explosive and you had more speed and quick. Did you change or alter anything that you did in the offseason in terms of your training? Uh, because the guy that observed this is a longtime NHL veteran and it was just he and he saw you skate last skated with you last year at one point and you said there, he's got a different uh, level of quickness this year um, you know what I, I think um, I still have you know room to improve in my physical aspect I know that I might be considered a big guy or, or people are saying that um, you know my skating has gotten a lot better but I still have a lot of improvement in that way and um, that's what I do every summer um, you know I try and try and work as hard as I can and try and get faster stronger uh, all the things and um, you know I, I feel like I did that this summer and just one final question uh, James Neal I'm coming in and a deal for Milan Lucic who the, you know the guys all liked and all that but just a thought on what you've seen out of James and maybe how he might help the hockey yeah, he looks very excited. Um, he looks uh, he looks in great shape. Um, you know, obviously, I haven't spent much time with him in the last year, couple of years, um, just from playing against him. But uh, he looks like he's in great shape. He looks very excited. Um, and obviously, we all know what he's capable of when he when he has got confidence and, and um, you know when when he's feeling it. So hopefully, he can find that uh, find that game and um, you know help us. All right, uh, that is Leon Dreisaitl, who, top 10 player in the world. Damn close in my books. 50-goal scorer last year, fourth-highest scoring player in the National Hockey League. Most You heard Louis DeBrusque earlier on today. Most dynamic one-two punch in the league. They're going to play together. Oilers got to improve the rest of the balance of their roster out, and he'd give up the 20 goals if it meant making the playoffs. Tells you something about Dreisaitl. Talked to two different players that saw him skate about a week and a half ago. Different level of explosion. Um, man. Oilers hit the home run. And for all of the criticism directed Picciarelli, and he earned a lot of it, the mcdavid Settle contracts in the context of what might be happening with Mitch Marner are looking pretty damn good. 116, we got some hilarious texts to get to on our Heartland Ford text line. Uh, yeah, and we'll get to that when we return in Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad.
118 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. We got some funny ones to get to momentarily. I just threw out there 24 minutes ago. How about this for October 2nd? Dry settle with McDavid and Cassian. Gagne with R&H and Neal. And I know Gagne's a right shot, Neal's a left shot, but they'd be flipped wings in those positions. Granlund with Shan and Archibald. Jujar Kara with Haas and Chase on. And then Nygaard and Cave are the extra forwards. And I'm well aware of the fact that Yurko has some supporters. So we have 60 responses in 24 minutes. Is that why I get uh, guys calling me, asking me if I want to write a book about the team one day? You use the term influencer on Twitter? I don't even know what that means. Can some Twitter person educate me? You can text us at 630-630. Oh, I can't believe this is happening right now. This page cannot be... What happened here? Do you, do you still have text messaging or did you lose it? No, I lost it too. We've are been you fighting s- this battle for three days now. What is going on here? Like, we get 600 texts per show. People take the time to text us. If I knew this was going to happen, we would have moved dry settle down further down. Text us at 630-630. This text came in. I, it was the one that made me chuckle was the uh, guy who said, Bob, I'm a millennial. Can you tell me who you opened up with? Well, that was Bob Seeger. Turn the page. Is he saying that that's old guy music? Brennan, who did we start the show with on Tuesday? Tool. What was the name of the song? Fear Inoculum. That was new tool. And that got more response than we have ever received before on the okay. text line. Well, it should. It's like, the, it's like the number one album in the world right now. So I, I, I know a guy who, you know, he, he makes some decisions for... Some cutting-edge places. Might be in the business. Pretty good song. Brennan and I, I played that one uh, in the truck driving down to... Uh, I, I drove Jack. I, on, on top of being Jack's color guy, and it's radio, right? So the play-by-play guys are 90% of the time. On top of being Jack's color guy, I, I also like to drive. Uh, so Jack has a uh, wonderful vehicle from a terrific guy named Mike. Guy's an awesome dude, and I have a great vehicle as well. And uh, so I drive... And Jack, uh, we put, uh, what was the name of the song again? Fear Inoculum, Inoculum right? We, so uh, we pulled that up, and Jack was like, wow, this is awesome. And the ride was so smooth that within about, the, the song's like 10 and a half, 11 minutes long. By the time the second cut had came that, from that album, Jack was sawing logs as I was driving on our way down to Calgary. And unfortunately for both of us, Guess what happened during the course of the game that night in Calgary? We didn't really get woken up. Like, neither team. Flames kind of took it to Edmonton. All right, 780-496-0063. Let's discuss the concepts of the lines that I put out there. So we're going to keep the big boys together, McDavid, Settle, and Cassian. And again, based upon McDavid's comments, unless there's a setback, I'm going to hazard a guess that he's looking okay for October the 2nd. Especially after seeing him on the ice here over the last week in Edmonton. RNH with Neil on the right side, Gagne on the left side. Gagne can assist RNH in the face-off circle. Don't forget, Gagne's a right shot. Not a great face-off guy himself, uh, but Neil better suited perhaps as a right wing to get that shot off. Oilers need a shooter. You know who's, who's blown the opportunity here? Who do you think... Just just throw this out there. Who might have had an opportunity had he actually been here to have secured a top six spot if he had taken a step forward? 
not naming any names, Yusuf Pugliarvi. Third line, I had Shane with Granlin and Archibald. Okay? Shane, an experienced guy down the middle, 51-52% in the face-off circle. Marcus Granlin, a smart player, has had double-digit goals before. Josh Archibald, right shot, can also win some face-offs. Spent a little bit of time down the middle, but uh, and all three of those guys would expect be expected to see some uh, penalty killing time. And then I had Haas with Kara and Chase on. That way, Haas is protected with a, a couple of veterans. I think the Oilers are going to need a little bit. Of, like Jujar Kara's, what do, what do you think is the realistic expectations for Jujar? Because to me, he's a bit of a wild card, especially with Nygaard in the mix. Like, is Jujar a center? Is he a left wing? I don't know, man. Like, to me, he looks more like a winger. And then the way this top 12 is structured right now, Nygaard is looking outside of the top 12. And my Swedish guys say, no, 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 he's going to be in the Oilers' top 12. So they're in a better position depth-wise, I think. We can agree on that. What do you think? You put yours out. What did you have? Yeah, so I think the first line is, is pretty much sewn up there. You've got uh, Dreisaitl on the left side, McDavid in the center, and Cassian on the right. And then I went to, I just again, as I mentioned, for lack of, for lack of a better option, really, Nigard made my second line along with Nuge and James Neal on the right side. It uh, makes a lot of sense, Brendan, because of the speed, the quickness. I, I don't mind it. I think offensively he might have, of the left wingers there, the best chance at producing. Uh, and this is where things get interesting. I've got Kara sitting on the third line with Sheehan and Alex Chase on. My fourth is uh, Marcus Granlin. Uh, Gaetan Haas and Sam Gagne. So that leaves Archibald and I have Gambardella as a scratch because I think that he's someone whose development at this point they're probably not overly concerned with and he can bring an element of penalty killing and, and kind of a spark to the lineup. So Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, there were some individuals maybe around last year that are, like frankly were higher in Gambardella than I don't want to discount Gambardella. If Joseph Gambardella and Josh Curry are your 16 and 17 forwards and Keegan Lowe is your 10, 11 defenseman in an organization, you got some depth in that scenario. Um, I think Gambardella is going to be hard-pressed to make the team. Just just is. Like, they've added, you know, like, to me, Yurko, what, like, where's, I mean, there's a guy that Ken Holland brings in, he's got prior history with, does he surface somewhere? And for the listeners right now that are trying to text us, again, we apologize, but our text messaging system has gone down. We'll have to work on that moving forward here. But nonetheless, the Oilers def- uh, forwards, I think Cave's going to, you know what? Cave's going to be in tough to make the team. And if he does make it, it's because they think they need a fifth center and they don't think that Kara can do it. Again, think of who brought Cave in, Pete Shirelli. Think of who brought in Thomas Yerko, Ken Holland. One advantage Cave has, he's a center. He's been here before. So that 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 might help him out. Yurko's on a one-way deal. So is Cave. Guess who's cheaper? Cave. Who's more likely to get picked up on waivers? My guess is Cave would be. I wonder what Jay Woodcroft's thinking. I mean, if he's looking at lining the start of the season up with... I, I, how about this? You know who we've not talked about? Cooper Morody and Tyler Benson. We did that hit yesterday. What happened? I was going to say, it's, it's, it was almost frustrating for me to, to hear how invisible they uh, both were in, yep. in that circumstance. Benson wasn't invisible. He at least showed some you-know-what in vinegar on the ice. 
Marodi was, I don't want to say disengaged, but you could see the frustration. And, and I don't want to overreact to two rookie games, but when you're two of the three top rookie scorers in the American Hockey League, in a rookie game playing against half the guys are going to get cut and not even make it to an NHL camp, you got to be going, man. You got to be good. You got to be dominant in that situation. That didn't happen for Cooper Marodi and didn't happen for Tyler Benson. And it was surprising. Whereas Bouchard clearly separated from Sam Marukov. Like Bouchard was on another level. And yes, he made some mistakes, but the fact is. The Oilers were in much better position when he was on the ice than some of the other defensemen. They did make a bunch of moves yesterday. How many people we got coming to training camp anyways? Did the Oilers officially announce that? I thought I thought I saw 50. I could be crazy. But then we did get well, an email yesterday. Well, we we've established you are uh, you're you are a little bit crazy. I mean, that's kind of that's what I hear. Uh, 54. Six goaltenders, 16 defensemen, 32 forwards. Brendan, you got a pen? Write this down. When the team goes to Kelowna, okay? When it goes to Kelowna, they're going to be down to two goaltenders. That's right, two. I'll go 10 defense and 16 forwards. So in a week, we'll, you know, Rodrigue will be reassigned to the Quebec League. The three guys that spent time in the AHL last year will probably be there. Some might say, well, why don't they take a third goaltender uh, to Kelowna? I think they want to get the focus on Koskinen and Smith right away. They'll go from 16 defensemen to 10 and 32 forwards down to 16. So I believe they'll go 2, 10, and 16 for 28 players total to Kelowna, which is basically a week from tomorrow. They play Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Mike Lake, MP, uh, for uh, an, an Edmonton-based constituency to discuss... Autism Speaks, a walk that's going to take place, an initiative that he's been involved with. He is a former Edmonton Oilers employee, worked for the organization for a number of years. He's coming up today at 135. We will get to your texts at 145. There's been a ton of them, and we'll get some feedback from you as well. Off to Global News Weather Traffic Update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.